God, I feel so much better after eating that burrito. Yeah. <sighs> like, I feel just... <sighs> Fat, dumb, and sassy. Yeah, fat, dumb, and sassy. <laughs> so yeah, it's a uh, uh, welcome back to another episode of Conspiracies and Cryptids with Sammy and Tessa. Yeah, it we're is, back. It is May fifteenth. Yes, in the future, it is for us. It is still. March 20-something. Yeah. And so it's a day. It's, I never know what day. day it is. I don't either. It's a day. It is a day. I know when payday is. Which yes. Which conveniently is when the episodes come exactly. out. Exactly. Or nearby. Mm-hmm. Or very nearabouts. Nearby. So, nearabouts it's close to. Hopefully it's a payday for you. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Also, this episode comes out do 12 days before my birthday. Yay! This is my birthday episode. It's... So it's either this is my birthday episode or June 1st is my birthday we'll episode. We'll make them all your birthday episode. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't need multiple birthday episodes. Yes, you do. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I like attention, but not that much. If you have two birthday episodes, do we just age you a year in the next oh, one? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've aged enough. I've stopped aging. I'm done. You're but done. Yeah, so my birthday is on the 27th. Hey, so it's getting like so close. Memorial Day weekend. Awesome. Well, happy early, early, early birthday. Thank you. You. And happy belated, I'm sure, because, you know, you never know what happens. So for anybody listening to this episode, um, that is going to be at MomoCon in Atlanta, Georgia. Hey. That tentatively right now, because it's, you know, like March and I haven't completely decided yet because I'll have just moved to Mississippi. But tentatively, I will be at that convention in Atlanta. Very cool. I hope you Memorial go. Memorial Day weekend. I hope you go. I, I should be able to because it's like, all you know, I get weekends and holidays off. So, and that's that's a federal holiday. Nice. So it's like, I shouldn't have a problem being able to go to that. It's so, fate. Yeah. So it's I totally think fate. I'm going to, I think I'll probably be going to that. But Well, cool. So yeah. <clears throat> cool. I will. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I have anything, like, super exciting going on this month. It's, uh, like, at least right now, as far as now yeah. is concerned. But I, I, that may be subject to change in the future. Mm-hmm. But we'll have plenty of time to do it because we are so far ahead of ourselves. Yeah. But, but speaking of crazy yeah. things that happen or have happened. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> now I don't know if I want to talk about that because I know his mom listens and I don't think he's told his mom. So. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That might be a hard one to talk. Just, just um, so, uh, we can hint at it. So someone I know that's very close to the pod got hit by a CRV driver. And it completely confirmed the and it, April yes, conspiracy. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I said it was BS, but there may be some truth to it. And the, the woman just drove off too. Like made so eye hit contact. And I'm bleeding. And drove up. What happened? Uh, I, I bite my nails and I'm, my fingers. Hang on one second. Okay. Okay, now um, still probably bleeding, but at least bandaged. Okay, at least we got that taken care of. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, I, it's a terrible habit. Yes, I got so worked up from the CRV accident. I did. That I she did. Just chewed her finger off. So at least, at least the someone we know wasn't bleeding. He's always just fine, but they're just fine. <clears throat> but uh, um, yeah. So anyway, 
So yeah, that was an eventful moment, but other than that, we're all right. So I'm bleeding. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, those. Uh, yeah, I don't know about you guys out there, but I, I like my skin gets really, really dry. I've always had this bad habit of biting in my nails. I used, I quit for like a year, and then I got back to it, and now every time this the weather changes, my skin just like. like Mine does that too. Ugh. I don't bite them, but I do pick at it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I get hanged. Like. Uh, trigger warning. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, I get hangnails really bad because of the weather changing yep. and I pick at them. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't bite them. Yeah. But I, I do you pick shouldn't. At them. I and do. I shouldn't. But my, my no. nails, like, honestly, my nail beds and everything are really just awful because awful. they just dry out so easily. Get manicures <laughs> more and take better care of, take they, care of your hands, guys. They cost money, though. They do. So, but yeah. you know, it doesn't cost money listening to conspiracies and cryptids. It does not. Like, unless you're unless, over at our Patreon. Unless you're a patron at our Patreon. Which www.patreon.com slash cryptopod. If you guys want to become a donor and join our $5 tier, you guys get all of our... Or all you of guys, our scripts. Heck yeah. And the lost episodes. Yeah. Because there was an episode that, that is... That yeah. No one will ever hear. Yeah. Sad.com. Yeah, sad. But... You guys get to hear this episode. Yes, you do. And we have to flip a penny for your thoughts. We do. It's my turn to Yes, it is. Flip. It's my turn to call it. I'm going to say heads because heads tends to be, like, I guess really, like, successful lately. But uh, chances are Sammy's going to go again. So I'm going to go with tails now. Because it's conspiracies and cryptids with Sammy and Tess. Yes. So wait, is it heads or it's tails? It's tails now. I've changed it. I've changed it up on the coin. Hopefully the powers that be. I know I can't change it again. It is tails. Yes. <laughs> I fooled I fooled that bastard Lincoln. Okay. All right. I'm excited. Let's let's Kidding. Go He's my it. favorite president. <laughs> He's everybody's favorite president. Exactly. Okay. So we're we're chatting. We're chatting about We're, we're fireside chatting some truth. Remember that catchphrase? That used to be our tagline. That was a year ago. Fireside chat you some truth. That didn't stick around very long. It didn't. Now it's Big Brothers watching. Yeah, that, that just did not stick around. Nope. So um, but yeah. So uh what so have you ever experienced deja vu? Oh, all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the time. All the time. When you just walk in somewhere and you're like, I feel like I've already done this. Why it do gets I... worse as you get older. I, of course. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, and it's so popular that, you know, there's even a 2006 movie starring Denzel Washington about it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, something we all experience and mm-hmm. it affects at least two thirds of people uh, in on Earth entirely. Only only two thirds? Only two thirds. I, I, I guess I not everybody. How does not everybody experience David? Can you imagine okay, trying to okay. describe you know deja vu to somebody if who's never experienced never it? If you've never experienced deja vu, please say something to me, like yeah. at me on Twitter or something, because I'm. How do you? Okay, so how do you know if you've never experienced it before? That's well, yeah. How do you even describe that to some? It's like describing the color blue. Yeah, it's, it's like, like I've experienced. So maybe it I'm is everybody. They just don't know an it. experience I've experienced before. <laughs> yeah. Experiencing the experience. Again. Again. But you haven't experienced it. How strange. Okay. Anyway. So, so yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Every once in a while, an episode of Deja Vu is har- a harmless anomaly, and it's mm-hmm. your brain trying to work faster than itself to understand something that you're processing. Mm. Yep. And like telling producer Ian to do something, cryptonesia is in one ear and out the other. Uh, <laughs> the brain actually stores that information for later use. For instance, when you're in the room, like to. Like you're going to a room to say, do something you said you'd do, thought about doing it, the process of doing it, but never actually did it until now. Mm-hmm. So you've technically already gone through the process. That's what cryptonesia is. Okay. You've already gone through the process in your head. 
And then so your brain is saying we've already completed this, but technically you haven't because gotcha. you're just so good at picturing yourself doing things. Now, see, I've also heard that, um, am not amnesia. Oh my God. I've also heard that, um, deja vu is basically you're trying to multitask and do two things at once. So it, it the brain puts one of the things in like the present tense part of the brain and it puts the second thing in like the past tense part of the brain it compartmentalizes it because it can't handle the multitasking. And then you as a conscious being are like, did oh, I already I did do this? this? Before, but you didn't. It's exactly. just that it's being put in the, the past tense part of the brain. Exactly. So deja vu, we we know. Mm-hmm. But what if, but in, like in large doses, deja vu can be a sign of neurological or physical illness though. So, right. you know. yeah. But uh, I'm not talking about deja vu though in this episode, at oh. least not specifically. Oh, okay. 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 We're talking about chartreuse. Yeah, the color. Like which, the lime green color? Yeah, Yes. So you know it is lime green, yes, right? Yes, it's like this toxic lime green. Like that color you think of when you think of like radio. Like, what was it? Ick? No, not Ick. From 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 um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh. Was it Ick? I mean. Anyway. The, from, the, the, the yeah. dip. Dip. The dip. Dip. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's like that dip color where it's like that toxic, poisonous Poison apple like green color. Day glow. Yeah, like a greenish yellow, yellow color. Exactly. Yeah. Snot. Yes. So, snot. <laughs> so in this time, yes, it's yellow green, but in but many remember it to be a reddish magenta. That's char- or that's uh Charisse. Exactly. But some people do identify the chartreuse, because I even remember uh chartreuse being like a magenta type color, like in the box, but obviously when you look at it, because even to me it kind of sounds like it. And in fact, there was a uh, a woman uh who said that um, her name's Fiona Broom, and she describes something similar uh, that actually happened to me around prom time. She says, I clearly recall a discussion with my mother, an artist, about the color chartreuse. I was a teen and used chartreuse to describe a magenta-ish dress. My mother couldn't believe I was serious, and I remember looking in my childhood crayon box for a reddish crayon labeled, labeled chartreuse, but couldn't find it because it's actually green, mm-hmm. which like, I still don't totally understand this one. Because I, like I said, I remember it to be a chartreuse Wait like a color. Second. Or be like a magenta color. Are you talking about what I think you're talking I about? I think so. I think so. So what if you swore something happened, remembering headlines, where you were when you heard it happened, a market point in your childhood shaped by the event or media coverage, only to find out as an adult or just yes. several years later mm-hmm. that none of it was real. Yes. Okay. Yep. That's right. I'm actually going to be make, make good on a promise from last season. Today's episode is about the Mandela, the Mandela effect. effect. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 It's a very popular one. In fact, I bet a lot of people at home know about this one. But, so wait, yeah. if you remember chartreuse as being Charisse, the the magenta-ish mm-hmm. color, and I remember chartreuse as being the toxic green color, we're from different timelines. At least that part of our timelines divulged and may like. So I'm going to come. To this a couple of times, but it's maybe a sliding door situation. Okay. All right. So false memory is a psychological phenomenon where a person recalls something that did not happen or happened differently from the way they remember it. Right. It was first studied by Pierre Genet, Sigmund Freud, and Elizabeth Loftus, and is often a topic of discussion around people who deal with individuals who have a suppressed trauma, like children of a, or a violent crime victim, mm-hmm. or creative people. Yeah. When false memories are shared by multiple people, the phenomena has been dubbed the Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. 
The Mandela effect is the pseudoscientific belief that some differences between one's memories and the real world are caused by changes to past events in the timeline. Mm -hmm. Many Mandela effect believers say it's caused by accidental travel between alternate universes, although some others propose that history has been deliberately altered by malicious extra-dimensional beings within the same timeline or by experiments at CERN, or better known as the European uh, Organization for Nuclear Research. Wait. It's the European, can you, can you? The European Organization for Nuclear Research apparently is translates to. E-O-N-R. Is CERN. Is CERN. Yes. It's a nickname, I guess. That's dumb. Yeah. It should be Eorn. 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 How sad. So it's just Eeyore. Yes. Like the donkey. (laughs) Sad little donkey. (laughs) Why did that make the ass sad? Oh, poor Eeyore. I've started to relate to him more and more the older I get. Sad ass in the corner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Missing a tail. Yep. My poor poor tail. (laughs) So this theory started popping up online around 2010 with thousands of people all over the globe remembering the reporting of Nelson Mandela's death in a jail cell during Mm -hmm. a hunger strike in the 1980s. Accounts of the era even remember that the event was marked with clips of the funeral, mourning in South Africa, rioting in some cities, and a heartfelt speech from his widow. Mm -hmm. But there's just one problem. He didn't die in prison. He was released and eventually became the country's leader in the 1990s. Yes. And in fact, I was actually working at the TV station that I work now when Mandela died and I had to cover his actual death on TV. For a second there, I thought you were going to say, I I was working in the TV station when he was released. I was like, weren't you like eight? No, I was probably not (laughs) even born yet. So the, actually I was born definitely in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, The the South African leader's actual day of death was in December of 2013, decades later, following a prolonged respiratory infection. He was 95 and also not in prison. Hmm. So why do thousands of people remember his death so clearly? Some hypotheses include parallel realities, quantum science, real-life slider experiences, Mm -hmm. and alternate history. Also, the government, because it's always the government. Right. Yes. Yes. Paranormal uh, uh, consultant Fiona Broom that I mentioned claims she coined the term the Mandela Effect on her website to explain this collective misremembering of events. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of examples in pop culture that are really, really popular to talk about. Uh, For instance, the uh, which do you remember or how do you spell the Berenstein Bears? B-E-A-R-E-N-S-T-E-I-N. You're kind of close. Berenstein. (laughs) Berenstein Bears. So for our friends in other countries who may not be familiar, we in the U.S. grew up with a children's book called the Berenstein Bears. Uh, It was created by Stanley and Janice, or Stan and Jan Berenstein, and continued by their son, Mike Berenstein. Mm -hmm. It's a family of humanized grizzly bears who generally learn a moral or safety-related lesson over the course of each story. It debuted in 1962, and there have been over 300 books released under the title. And they go on a lot of adventures. Yes, they do. So I actually remember the bear's name being spelled with an A rather than an E because I always thought it was odd that we said Berenstein Bears rather than Berenstain Bears. But a lot of people remember it the other way around. Yes. In fact, I think I read it that way out loud to my mom once and was corrected and I hate being corrected. So it stuck <laughs> with me <laughs> just a little bit. You smell that? It's brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> However, there is a caveat to this one. 
There's actually an episode of The Simpsons that features the cover of the Berenstein Bears book with an E instead of an A in the title. But see, that wouldn't explain it for me. I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons growing up. Exactly. So, but you know, but if you know, did somebody miss something when they were covering up the history? Ooh, mm. ooh, mm. or it was just trying to avoid copyright. Exactly. But I That's definitely true. remember it being with an E. And That's like true. I said, I didn't have The Simpsons growing up. But it is. It is apparently spelled B E R E N. S-T-A-I-N. Nope, it is not. Yes, it is. No. <laughs> I'm in the wrong time. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess you up even more. Okay. So which one do you recall? The 1990s movie Shazam starring Sinbad or Kazam starring Shaquille O'Neal? Shazam with Sinbad. You do. See, I don't remember either, but it also wasn't really my demographic at the time because yeah, I was no, like yeah, I was a sports star. I don't really care. I was definitely in that age group because I remember it came out around the same time as like um space jam which mm-hmm. you know basketball stars in the 90s were huge they mm-hmm. put them in everything so yes yes it was you know it was shazam it was shazam <clears throat> so this debate also surged around the same time as the berenstein debacle basically once people realized that they remembered the mandela death differently someone like everybody started coming up with these different yeah, they, crazy they started noticing other things that were wrong exactly so there's no doubt that the Kazam version exists. That version hasn't been squashed by the powers that be, but the 90s kids remember a movie that apparently never existed. Oh, it existed. <laughs> Kazam uh, starring... No, Shazam I, yeah, starring hey, why did Sinbad. I write? Yeah, Shazam... No, actually... Hang on. Yeah, Shazam starring, uh, starring Sinbad. It was a genie who helps a young boy find mm-hmm. his estranged father and is pretty unsuccessful across the board. Yeah. I found an article that talked to a man named Don, no last name given, who uh, worked at a video rental store mm-hmm. and his uncle owned in the 1990s. He remembered having to handle two copies of a movie dozens of times over the years, watching the tape to look for damage, rewinding, be kind, rewind, mm-hmm. checking back in, renting that out, displaying the works, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he had to hold it i mean oh my gosh yeah yeah you actually he interacted with it did you have a go-to movie when you went to blockbuster like that you like had to rent um when you were a kid at least not really like i mean so we didn't have a blockbuster no because we were i lived in a very small town yeah in the midwest now there's only one left i think it's in a small town in the midwest no it's in alaska (laughs) that's right no no that one closed it's like one more in like oklahoma or something either way i lived in a small town so we we did have a video video rental store Mm -hmm. but it wasn't blockbuster yeah um, I don't remember having like a go-to. I remember, I remember renting the movie Prehysteria a lot, mm. which was this movie about kids who found these like toy-sized dinosaurs that oh. were like real dinosaurs, and they were like you know maybe like a foot tall, and they, oh, wow. they named them all after like singers. Like the T Rex was called like Elvis or something like that. <laughs> I've um, never heard of that. Because he was the king. I have it on VHS. Oh my gosh, I've never heard um, of that. But yeah, so that one I remember renting a lot, and then I definitely rented. Um, like a bunch, anytime a movie or documentary would come out about the Loch Ness Monster, oh, I would course. rent that. So of course. Literally, Sammy has always been super into crypto always. Or cryptids. Always. I uh, Mine was Ace Ventura. Always been into animals. Okay. I love me some animals, but okay. I would rent that. I, and then it's so funny watching the, that movie as an adult going, mm. why was I allowed to watch this? Right? It's not really appropriate. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So, uh. Anyway, this guy knew he had copies of this movie. Uh, he's not sure it was called Shazam, but as he detailed scene by scene, uh, he has detailed scene by scene recollections of the film, including mm-hmm. the children wishing for a new wife for their father, the little girl wishing for her broken doll to be fixed, and the yep. movie finale taking place at a pool party. Yes. He remembers the film so vividly because customers would bring the video back to his rental store claiming it didn't work. 
He watched it multiple times to find the problem with the tape, but didn't find one. Mm-hmm. He offered a reward of $1,000 on Craigslist. Craigslist? Craigslist. Craigslist. For anyone who can turn up a copy of the movie, whether it was accidentally kept from Blockbuster or if someone just happens to have a copy. I mean, yeah. good luck. Yeah. Other people can even recall the cover of the movie reading yeah. Sinbad in big and he letters. Was, like standing there behind the kid with his arms crossed. Exactly. Sinbad, big letters that dwarfed everything else, and Sinbad uh, posed on the cover facing left with his arms crossed mm-hmm. and elbow raised. Yeah. It had a purple background featuring mm-hmm. Sinbad dressed as a genie, back to back with a boy who looks about 11 or 12 years old. Exactly. Now, I, like I said, I don't remember either movie, but it wasn't really interesting to me at the time. I was more into like Barbie Race and Ride and like I wasn't necessarily Life into Life Size. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I didn't, never saw Life Size. But um, what was did you I know there's do? a second one coming out? Yeah, I did. I, I'm actually kind of excited to see that. You know, I would be, but I like. Sorry, guys. Soapbox time. I am so tired of sequels and remakes fair. and live action. That and is fair. All, like, let's do something original. These stories have been told. There are plenty of stories that have not been told yet. That is that is very fair. Sequels never go well, ever. They Especially never make Disney people sequels. happy. Exactly. So, like, guys, Hollywood, is, settle down. Let's do something new. Uh, that is fair. That's fair. I'll climb down off my soapbox. Okay. So Sinbad even remarked on this theory on Twitter and probably every waking day. I mean, probably. On, poor yeah, guy. Poor, poor guy. He's stuck in... <laughs> Stuck in the time period where he didn't get famous for a crappy B-list Exactly. Movie. He said, well, he wrote, have you, quote, have you guys noticed that no one my age has seen this so-called Sinbad genie movie and only you people who were kids in the 90s? Like, young mind, end quote. Mm-hmm. Some commenters have brought up the fact that twin films were extremely popular at the time and still are lately, let's be honest. Yes. Yep. For example, Turner, Ho- Turner and Hooch and K-9, Finding mm-hmm. Nemo and Shark's Tale. Yep. A Bug's Life and Ants. Yep. They're all essentially just a cross. Toy Story and Small Soldiers. Exactly. In fact, one person wrote that they never even bothered to see Kazam because when it came out, it looked like a cheap remake of Shazam Shazam. a few years after it came out, which apparently never existed. So... It did, though. (laughs) And if you have seen uh, things, because this actually is going to come out pretty soon, there's a movie coming out now that is called Shazam. It's oh uh, yeah 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 exactly. Yeah. We're, well, by um, the time this episode comes out, it'll have been out. it'll have been out already. Uh, but we're actually expecting a Shazam movie this year. But it's not what you think. It's a conspiracy in and of itself. The new feature film is the story of a 14 year old Billy Batson who can turn into a gr- grown up hero by saying the magic word Shazam. Mm-hmm. But the book was originally launched by Fawcett Comics in the ni- in 1940 as Captain Marvel, yes. which also has the name of a grown up hero character. Yep. When then in 1967, Marvel Comics trademarked its own different Captain Marvel character, also getting a movie this year. Holla, Brie Larson, girly from Sacramento. Yep. But DC has since taken over the Fawcett Comics version and decided to call the movie Shazam to get away from Disney's Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. But why make this movie at all, except maybe to cash in on all these super juicy hero blockbuster movie box office cash? probably. Yeah. Uh, which we may see die down eventually. You know, let's God, hope. I hope so. Like, <laughs> you know me. I'm a huge comic book nerd, um, uh, cosplay, all sorts of stuff. You know, like, I love superheroes. Same boat. Yeah. I'm sick of superhero movies. The other day, producer Ian and I were trying to find a movie to go watch just because we wanted to mm-hmm. go see something. And we looked at the, that you know, the movie times and yeah. we're like, what is all this? It, yeah. Nothing really made sense. It wasn't really for us and stuff. Yeah. And it's like all of a sudden we're going to get, we're also coming up to the summer blockbusters soon. So we should get some new stuff. But yeah, I'm but I mean, really yeah, I'm just, it. I'm so sick of superhero movies. Like we get like two or three of them a year. 
Mm-hmm. They're always way too long. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. They're just, they're too long. Exactly. And, and they're never as good as you want them to be because, yeah. because the movies aren't made for the comic book fans. They are made to bring in everybody. Exactly. So, so as they, big a they, budget as possible. Yeah. So they, mm-hmm. they leave out a bunch of stuff from the comic books that wouldn't appeal to like normal people audiences. So it's like anybody who is a comic book fan like myself gets super angry yep. because it's like, oh, well, you left this crucial yep. part out or you put something in that doesn't fit. Yep. Because it was cheap. Because it was exactly. cheap or because it was, you know, politically important right mm-hmm. now or, or socially justice worthy mm-hmm. and they felt like they needed to include it to be woke. Exactly. And it's like, oh, I'm just, I'm so sick of superheroes. so movies. tired of it. Exactly. So, but we may actually get to see that die down. Uh, so oh, I'd say so. it's that this Shazam movie is to get people to stop Googling where this original Shazam movie went. Because if you Google where did the Shazam movie go, all you get are articles on this new feature coming out. Mm. So I'm mighty suspicious. Tracks. Just like uh, how Disney's Frozen is about getting people to stop Googling Disney's Frozen Head. No, it wasn't. Uh, apparently. Well, this is one of the theories oh, okay. and stuff is that is to, that the reason that Disney called it Frozen in the first place was so that when you Googled Walt Frozen, Disney Frozen, you wouldn't get his you w- Yeah, you wouldn't look for the cryogenic. I, I thought it was just because they wanted to cater more towards a broader audience. I mean. Because it was going to be called the if Snow Queen. If we're talking, exactly. Well, if we're talking real. Uh, um, non-conspiracy. Non-conspiracy. Okay, gotcha. Exactly. Though Disney, speaking of Disney's Frozen Head, sorry, another tangent rabbit hole. Uh, there's a fan movie coming out about Disney's Frozen I Head. I saw that, and then it's made all entirely like like they, gorilla style. They, they, they filmed it gorilla style at Disneyland, yeah, or Disney World, Disneyland, Disneyland, yeah, gorilla. Which that's gonna get shut down, and, and you know, like oh, they're gonna they're get gonna sued. get a lawsuit real oh, quick. Mickey's gonna but sue the cheese balls off of them. I'm Holy gonna cow. watch that so yeah, much. But yeah, it, it's like this whole gorilla style filmed fan movie about this person who finds Disney's frozen head and like takes it on like a, a park day. Isn't that bizarre? I was like, oh my God, How that just heck? sounds great. <laughs> Sorry. So College Humor did eventually give Sinbad a chance to respond to the incessant tweets and, and retweets at, for where the movie went. You can look yeah. it up on YouTube okay. and it's it's just as hokey as you would think it is. <laughs> yes. Okay. So there's some other supposed changes that also go along. Those are the most well-known ones, but there's also geographic entities appearing out of thin air or changing shape, including Australia, New Zealand, Japan, Korea, South America, Gibraltar, the size of Cuba, and the basic existence of Mongolia. There's a group of people who remember New Zealand to be northeast of the Australian continent, not southeast. No, I don't remember that. Yeah. Fruit Loops versus Fruit Loops. F R U I T or F R O O T. So I know it's O O T, but I I feel like I remember seeing it with a U I T at some point, mm-hmm. and then but I like I said I know it's with it's F R O O T exactly. But I I feel like I remember seeing it spelled properly at as one point. As far as marketing is concerned, I'm gonna go with R F R O O T L O O P S. Yeah, I like I said I know it's supposed to be spelled like that. I. I you know it what? makes sense, but I feel like I remember seeing it. Let's different. think outside the, the cereal box. I'm gonna add one more. We're gonna go with F R O O T L U I P S. Oh God, stop! <laughs> that hurts. Fruit Loops, 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 Loops. <laughs> okay, now you're an Oscar Mayer wiener. How do you spell your name? Um, my baloney has a first name. It's O S C A R. My baloney has a second name. It's M A Y E R. Exactly. Yeah. I remember it M M A Y E R. Yes, M A Y E R. There's some people who remember it M E Y E R. 
that they're wrong. Exactly. But if we Google it, let's Google it now. It's M-A-Y-E-R. Let's Google it. Or is it, it. M-E- it's M-A- no, it's, it's with an A. If we Google it, the logo the says... M-A-Y-E-R. Because I remember the stupid it jingle. It is. It's M-A-Y-E-R. But apparently some people remembered M-A-M-E-Y-E-R, but maybe they just can't spell. They also, probably just didn't hear the jingle. Does Curry... Just Curious. Does Curious George have a tail or not? He's a chimpanzee, so no. Exactly. Many people do remember a time when Curious George had a tail. Had a tail. I kind of do because it I mean, looks... I'm sure it would fit. I'll show you a picture in a second that it... it Looks like it's accurate, but monkeys or chimps don't have tails. Yeah, but I like I said, I'm sure it would fit because he's most chimps are like they have black fur and he has brown, so it's like yeah, the the tail doesn't look out of place because exactly like I said, most chimps have black fur, and to see him brown makes him look more like a different kind of monkey. Exactly. So seeing him with a tail, it doesn't look out of place. And some I of the books do refer to him as a little monkey. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's like yeah. I could see how people could mistake that. I just know that he's a chimp because, you know, I guess I remember that. Some claim that 9-11 actually happened on 9-10 in their universe. Ooh. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> the, there's also a bunch of these about the configuration of the human body, including the human skeletal structure, like. Was that always there? Suddenly, like, bones just appear in certain areas. It's like, why do so many people suddenly have this bone? There's the what bone? uh, Let's see. uh, Well, not necessarily the bone, but they have like the kidneys used to be around the small of your back, but now some some scientists say they're actually up in your rib cage. They say these used to make them more the the most vulnerable part of your back, hence why you're not supposed to hit people there or get hit there. But I guess some research says that's not true anymore. And I'm going to go ahead and say, please don't try that at home. Yeah, I still don't don't want to be liable. Yeah, I still don't want you to (laughs) hit me in my back. Please don't hit me in the back. Just in case. But but yeah, apparently your kidneys are not that far low, further up. Hmm. Also, we learned to put our hearts, put our hands over the left side of our chest to say the national anthem, but that's technically no longer the case either. The heart's now in the center of the chest, with the left ventricle leaning slightly to the left. The heart's now perfectly in line with the heart chakra of your energy system. Yes. So, but like, I guess it's also too, if you're just putting your right hand over your chest, you automatically go that far over. Yeah. But I remember even learning in school that you wouldn't necessarily. Oh yeah, even as a kid, I remember it being in the center. Yeah. You know, it was like, hey, we put it over the left side because that's where you can feel your pulse the best. But, you know, we also grew up in the the same, at least that part of the same timeline. That timeline was the same. Same with the Oscar Mayer timeline. Exactly. The Sinbad timeline, I remember. I think both of those can be blamed on better scientific study, though, too. Yeah, Over the course of the centuries, we're more informed now. Bodies have adapted to culture, pollution, the environment in general, and we understand things better now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, I mean, that's that kind of goes in line with the whole, you know, consumption isn't vampires. Exactly. Sort of thing. There's yeah. also the Mandela effect itself. There's even a small minority of people who say that in their real timeline, Mandela did die in the 80s. And the Mandela effect is used to describe the people who believe he was released and died in 2013. Interesting. There's so it's, a, it's, it's the Mandela effect inside the Mandela effect. Essentially. That's that they're dumb. saying that the people who know technically what's the truth are the people who don't understand it. And yeah. that they're like, no, he really did die. That all of everything that just happened in 2013 is a hoax. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. There, buddy. So okay. there's a couple of uh, other theories, too. Mm-hmm. Like time travel. There's the doorway effect. Do you ever walk from one room to another? And when you get there, you have no idea why you went in there in the first place? Yes. Like a cat. Yeah. Once again, <laughs> that sort of thing happens the more, you, like, the more you age. I am almost, <laughs> I am 
well, as of this episode coming out, I am 12 days from being 32. So I, I already have a foot in the grave and it happens to me all the time. <laughs> so close. So um, maybe you were finally going to actually do a verbal read through of your podcast script. But then when you sit down in your office to work on it, you end up cleaning the desk, browsing Reddit, recharging all the camera batteries, brushing up on some cable management, relabeling all the gearboxes, organizing the light closet and taking out the trash only to realize. But by the time you're about to record, you never did what you sat down to do. That sounds very read through your damn podcast script very, out loud. Very specific. Tess. <laughs> I never read through my podcast scripts. I uh, yeah, I like I'll at least give them a glance before we start, but that's oh, I why don't I'm... even do that. I type them up and then I put them away until it's done. time to record. That's why there's so many typos that's... all over mine. Oh, see, mine didn't have typos. I just I mean really that's fast. why I get really excited about mine because I've probably forgotten what I was going to talk about, exactly. and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Hey. <laughs> Some people also believe that there may be a side effect of the Mandela hypothesis. So what if you forgot what you went in there for because you didn't need it at that time? Not because you didn't need it at that time, but, you didn't but need because it you you've walked into a different period. <gasps> Ooh. It's possible that the door doorway effect doesn't just wipe our memories, but may also offer a portal to and from parallel realities. We just can't control when or how. Mm. So you may have stepped in there. It's like, I almost want to go in there, like, check my phone real fast. Like, what, what day is it? <laughs> what, what year what is it? What year is it? <laughs> There's also, uh, this is one conspiracy that I will hop on board for, though, the movement between parallel realities. Mm. The universe we live in may not be the only one out there. I mean, think of all the possibilities and the sheer size, how incredibly anomalous it is that we oh, even yeah, exist. Absolutely. This concept isn't out of the realm of possibilities for some legitimate scientists, and there's some pretty good physics behind it. Yeah, yeah, there is. There's infinite universes. Uh, scientists, can't, scientists can't really be sure of what the shape of space-time is, uh, but most likely it's flat and stretches out indefinitely. But if space-time goes on forever, it could have to... We would have to repeat eventually because there's mm -hmm. only so many ways particles can be arranged in space and time. Yeah. So if you look far enough, you could actually find another version of yourself because the observable universe extends only as far as light has had a chance to get in the 13.7 billion years since the Big Bang. The space time beyond that distance can be considered its own separate universe. Mm -hmm. In this theory, a multitude of universes exist next to each other in a giant patchwork quilt of universes. When yeah. things don't go right for me or do, I always think about this theory because when something good happens to me here, like a promotion mm -hmm. or a new job, a, pro a project going well, finding a dollar on the street, an equal and opposite event happened in a matching universe to mine. Right. So it, you know, I could have gotten a new job in this universe means I lost it somewhere else. Yeah. Or, you know, by, you know, they could go on forever on that. Haven't they even used, like, the Large Hadron Collider to, like... Um, yeah like look into to try like, yeah or not not to look into but like to research the possibilities of, of other, um, universes. other universes yeah timelines it's a good way and it really is a good way to stay humble too to mm -hmm. keep in mind of those uh those other universes yeah. for instance in one universe if i'm not sitting here enjoying a glass of wine and talking about the mandela effect with sammy in your ears i could be traveling the world in another or alone and broke and bored another so yeah. who knows pour one out for your alternate self <laughs> I actually wrote a like a short horror story about uh, alternate timelines mm -hmm. and how they affect your current timeline, mm -hmm. or not not timelines, but alternate universes. Mm -hmm. um, and and basically, in the short story, I I wrote that um, depression is caused by your alternate versions dying, mm -hmm. and you know the universe kind of like rearranging your opportunities in this timeline mm -hmm. to like kind of bit. open doors. I read that, and and it was like, you know the the fact that you 
become like super, super depressed is because, you know, the universe has less opportunities to offer you because you've used mm. them up in alternate universes. Very sad. It was very, I, I don't know where the idea came from. Very sad. Um, but it was, it was a fun story to write. It was like very short, like two paragraph story that I submitted. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I read it. I remember that one. So there's another uh, idea too. The, the brain worlds uh, it's, rises from string theory and the uh, or parallel. Uh, so brain worlds are basically parallel universes that hover just out of reach of our own. Proposed by Princeton University's Paul Steinhardt and Neil Turok, they are with the Perimeter Institute for Theoretical Physics in Ontario, Canada. That idea comes from the possibility that there are many more dimensions to our world than the three of space and the one of time that we know. A brain, B-R-A-N-E, mm. is a physical object that generalizes the notion of a point particle to higher dimensions. Brains are dynamical objects which can propagate through space-time according to the rules of quantum mechanics, so we're just a little succulent clipping, you know, propagated off of a much larger universe plan. Okay. Columbia University physicist Brian Green described the idea as the notion that our universe is one of potentially numerous slabs floating on a higher dimensional space, much like a slice of bread within a grander cosmic loaf. That's in his 2011 book, The Hidden Reality. Hmm. A further wrinkle in this theory suggests that these brain universes uh, aren't as neatly stacked and they bump and slam into each other all the time, causing repeated big bangs that reset the universes over and over again. Ooh. So we're like living through timelines, but technically everything has restarted and we're completely unaware of it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and in that time, some Ugh. parts of the timeline changed. So we're literally just seconds away from being restarted. And we'd have no idea, moment. but we would remember, like we would technically remember something like Shazam, but the yeah. universe has collided and now we only have Kazam. With, I wonder if that would explain like past lives and stuff like yep. that. You know, like I mean, past life remembering potentially like memories and stuff like that. Hmm. Potentially, there's also a theory that CERN or the European Organization for <laughs> Nuclear Research experiments have the experiments there have caused us to shift into an alternate reality where Trump is president. A spokesperson for CERN told CNBC that CERN's research captures the Im imagination of lots of people, which is why CERN has been featured in a lot of science fiction books and even movies from around the world. Okay. Sounds like what someone who runs an evil corporation would say. Yes. There's evidence. Mr. Trump's citing of events like terror attacks on Sweden and assertions that uh, Muslims were cheering in the streets after 9-11. Both events, they believe, stem from memories of a parallel universe Trump used to reside in. Hmm. Or lies. Uh, a rash of uh, unprecedented outcomes in sports, like the Cubs winning their first series, uh, first World Series since 1908, and Trump's election to the presidency, despite most polls predicting that Hillary would win. Mm -hmm. lies. Uh, <laughs> more likely, though, is that people aren't paying enough attention. Uh, while things can happen around them, I get it. It's hard. I can't focus either, guys, but let's not uh, blame the aliens just yet. CERN's research is not focused on finding a way to travel dimensions, but to take tiny particles and smash them together like Tonka trucks until yep. something happens. Oh, cool. Tonkas. Yep. Keep it up, guys. Be smart about it. Hmm. There's also false memories, like yep. I mentioned. Yep. Mm -hmm. Presuppositions. So uh, let's we'll play a little bit of a game. Okay. I like games. What color are the seat belts in my car? Uh, gray. So is that your final answer? Yes. Okay. So a presupposition is an implication uh, through chosen language. Since I asked you what shade of tan are the seatbelts... Did I say what color? You didn't. You just said what color. Dang you didn't it. say what color. Or I what shade did of tan. that one wrong. But they're gray. Well, I'm going to skip that. They're black. Oh. I, well, still, I was close. I still implied. Well, you know, <laughs> I just effed that one up. 
Sorry, guys. Well, let's see. Let's let's try to come up with another one. So, um, um, I'm gonna say, uh, what, um, um, what shade or what kind of uh, what kind of fruit is on the wallpaper in my kitchen? Uh. It isn't fruit, it's flowers, isn't it? Isn't it like flower power wallpaper? It is technically fruit, but so presupposition is the implication through chosen language. Since I asked you what kind of fruit is on the wallpaper, I am in translation saying that there is fruit on the wallpaper. What right. is it? Yeah. The question's phrasing provides you with the supposed facts, those that the fruit is there, but what is it? Creating one of two separate effects. In true effect, the implication was accurate and there is fruit on the walls, making your recall stronger okay. and more readily available. So you're more likely to remember the fruit that I've already given you the, that information. But what if the fruit was actually flowers, like you mentioned? In okay. false effect, the implication is actually false. For all you know, without looking at it, the seatbelt or the seatbelt scripted, the, uh, <laughs> the, the wall has fruit on it. But my question has already affected your memory. You're already making up fruit that may or may not exist. Right. Okay. And gotcha. you, but you could swear that it does. You know exactly what it looks like. You can see it with your own eye or mm -hmm. your mind's eye. Yes. There's also the construction hypothesis that segues nicely into con uh, the construction hypothesis and fake news. So you don't have to assume that the headline is telling you the whole truth. Do a little digging. It's good for you. This is why even if we have a video on an incident that in progress that we have to say the suspect allegedly in a news script because there right. hasn't been a trial or a conviction. Otherwise, you're leading the witness, so to speak. You're innocent until proven guilty. Right. The construction hypothesis explains the malleability of memory. For instance, you say you were in a grocery store and there was an altercation near the front of the store. You didn't hear the whole thing. You just caught the tail end of it with an irate individual leaving the store and someone peeling out of the parking lot outside. The police are called and you're questioned as a witness. If the officer asked you, what did you see the thief do? You respond, he left and peeled out in a hurry. Mm -hmm. You're already assuming that the thief in question is the guy who stormed off, but you didn't see the whole thing. The man who stormed off could have been another paying a customer or someone who had just been robbed. The driver who peeled out could have been someone completely unrelated to the customer that stormed off. And say another customer who was in the store at the time asks you to repeat what the officer asked you. And you say, he asked me about the thief peeling out of here in a hurry. Mm -hmm. You're going to shape how that person received the situation even though you already have no idea what happened just how you remember it gotcha so gotcha. that's how false more false memory spreads so basically the there's my story your story and the truth right essentially yeah. and there's all that's also that goes along with how you perceive something too yeah okay but if you're really interested in parallel universes and and sliders like this and the and fiction, there's a work of fiction I highly recommend. It's one of my favorite books, and I'd love to chat with you guys about it. I even gave my copy to Ian when we first started dating, and it's one of his favorite books, too. It's a very fast read. It's called Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. Okay. It's got love. It's got action, great storytelling, science, philosophy. It'll really make you think. I, it's still one of those I think about. I actually found a bunch of uh, copies for a dollar at the dollar store because they <laughs> happen to have a mark on them, and it doesn't affect the actual printing of the book one of my absolute favorites highly 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 recommend that one it's called dark matter by blake crouch i wonder if it's on audible let's find out let me find out so it is on audible. it is it yay is so um yeah so you can go listen to the audiobook version of it if you don't have time to read a book like i don't i highly recommend you guys go use your go you use could, you could go use our code, our code yes which is audible dot or audibletrial.com slash cryptipod and you could get 
to you could get that for free yep you could go listen to that for free and i highly recommend it you guys will absolutely love it i really did and i want to talk to you guys about it so go listen and let's chat okay that's it well we're gonna take our break this is uh gonna be a long episode it is um we're we're realizing that right now but Whoops. um Tessa's was long. Mine is 12 pages. So, um, yeah, we'll be right back. Yes. And I hope you guys are ready for an extended episode because that's what this is. Yeah. All right. We'll be back. Nice. Okay. Hello. Hi. Hey. Hello. Hi. 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 Hey. Hi. 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 We're back. We are back. Um, and we, once again, we are very sorry that this episode is so long. It's very, well, but, we're not I mean, that sorry. Not you that like sorry. listening you guys to us. Like listening it's to a us. bonus. Especially after how short some of our episodes have been yeah. recently. Because we had one that was like, what, just over 40 minutes. Yeah. So. Because um, we got probably tied up with other things and we didn't have enough. didn't realize exactly. how short the topic was going to be we until it was too late. We expected the other one to carry us and we yeah. <laughs> and it did not. <laughs> didn't. So. So we've got an extra long one today. We got an extra long one because for the first time, ever my script is over like five pages yay it is 12 pages i'm very excited to learn <laughs> especially with the way sammy does scripts because my scripts are always 12 pages but i write it like size 14 font and then all caps because i'm used to writing that way uh at work and oh, it's yeah. easier for me to see it's kind of like writing oh, in a sorry. teleprompter in case you guys didn't know that producers of news write uh the scripts in the teleprompter in all caps mm -hmm. because it's much easier to read oh yeah distance. absolutely yeah no, mine is like I think twelve size uh, twelve or fourteen mm. font, double spaced. Yeah. Or no, one and a half spaced. Yes. So it's like for Efficient. me to get twelve pages out of one and a half spaced, this is yeah. gonna this is gonna take a while. <clears throat> okay, so go ahead. I'm very let's excited. Crack into it. Crack it. Um, when I say the word dinglehopper or that I want to be part of your world, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Ariel, the Little Mermaid. Yes, exactly. So mermaids have been popular part of millennial culture since that movie splashed into our hearts in 1989. But mermaids have been part of cryptid mythology for literal millennia. Ooh, cool. So I'm talking about mermaids. I like mermaids. So oh, this isn't a creepy one. It's not a – well, they are kind of creepy depending on how you look at them. I mean, I guess, I guess yeah, they can be. But, they can but be, for the depending most part, on the depiction. But for the, for the most part – they're not. So cool. it, this isn't a, a creepy black-eyed kid sort of... We're not talking sirens. <laughs> we're, we're talking mermaids. We're talking mermaids. And cool. actually, sirens were actually... So part of mythology um, says... That what we think of when we think of sirens is actually wrong. Hmm. Sirens were not mermaids. Oh. They had the head of a woman and the body of a bird. Really? They were more akin to a harpy than they were to oh. um, uh, a mermaid. Uh, I don't know how or why, like, it's become common for sirens to be thought of as mermaids. But Man. actually, the sirens in the stories and mythology had bird bodies. Even Starbucks got that wrong. That's supposed to be a siren on the logo. It's a two-tailed mermaid. Mm. Okay, so the origin, the earliest depiction of a human-fish hybrid comes from Assyria during the Bronze Age, which was between 2000 and 1600 B.C. Long time yeah, ago. Yeah, long time ago. So this story specifically coming from around 1000 BC. Uh, in classical Syrian mythology, or uh, in classical Syrian, not Therian. Oh my God. In classical Syrian mythology, Atar Atargatis or Derketo is the goddess of fertility and is often portrayed as half woman and half fish. According to the legend, Atar goddess fell in love with a human shepherd boy and accidentally killed him during their lovemaking because she was, Oops. you know, an immortal god. Um, she ended up giving birth to his child, uh, the legendary queen of Babylon, Semiramis, which is an actual person. Hmm. 
or was an actual person. Um, after the birth of her child, she could bear the shame of killing her lover no longer and flung herself into a lake or ocean in order to kill herself. But the rest of the gods could not deny her beauty and would not allow her to kill herself. So she was changed into a being that was half human, half fish, because, yeah, the waters would not conceal her divine beauty. Oy. Though in some depictions, um, only her head remained human. Oh, now that's even... That's kind of strange. The, yes, yes, it that's, is. That's that's a weird looking mermaid. Um, so here is actually a picture of a coin from that time period that depicted the fi- oh, like just a human head with a I, completely fish body. I see. That's that's kind of a fun drawing. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the the other side of it's much more detailed. Yes. But interesting. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, that's a that's an actual like coin from that time period. Um, this is another classic uh, depiction of a mermaid. Still had like human legs poking out of the fish <laughs> tail the heck yes oh my gosh that's yes. so strange yep. so i love it like then the, the arms are huge yeah upper torso of a woman fish tail and then these little truncated baby legs <laughs> popping out of like, the, fish ta- the like, top of the fish tail. yeah yeah very strange um so description it's a human from the waist up and a fish from the waist down long beautiful hair and the hair can some it's you sometimes pale green um, usually kind of depicted as like seaweed in color. This is so specifically is mine if I'm in the pool too long. Right? This is specifically mermaids, not mermen or oh, other merfolk. Oh, okay. This is specifically maids. Um, pale skin and a beautiful moon shaped face. Hmm. And when I say moon shaped, I don't mean like the crescent moon. Hmm. I, I yes. mean like a full moon. As, so, so as very in like round face. full booty. Yes. Thick face. Thick face. <laughs> thick Give it face. Me- thick face a thick face with two c's (laughs) so okay so now we're going to focus on sightings that aren't really considered folklore or legendary tales um so although mermaids and merfolk are generally prevalent in many cultures throughout history i'm just going to talk about sightings starting in uh like the 15th century which is the 1400s and then kind of going forward from there though even some of those sightings could kind of be considered almost legendary mythological uh, yeah but it's like that is a little bit more like actual documented history yeah. than it is mythology um first one comes from uh haiti on january 9th 1493 and this was actually christopher columbus oh um italian explorer christopher columbus was sailing near the dominican republic and he saw three mermaids and wrote that they rose well out of the sea, but they are not so beautiful as they are said to be, for their faces had some masculine traits. Hmm. They were handsome women. They were very handsome women. They're handsome women. Uh, next one comes from uh, the Bering Sea in Norway in uh, 1608, June 15th, 1608. Henry Hudson, another yeah. very well-known Hudson. name. Henry Hudson wrote, This morning, one of our company, looking overboard, saw a mermaid, and calling up some of the company to see her, one more came up, and by that time she was she was come close to the ship's side, looking earnestly on the men. A little while after, a sea came, or a little while after, a sea came and over, oh my god, like this old-timey mm. grammar. A little while after, a sea came and overturned her. So I'm guessing it's like a wave. Yeah. yeah. From the navel upward, her back and breast were like a woman's as they say that saw her, her body as big as one of ours, her skin, very white and long hair growing down behind of color black in her going down. They saw her tail, which was like the tail of a porpoise and speckled like a mackerel. Their hmm. names that saw her were Thomas Hills, 
and Robert Rainey, not Rainer. Close though. <laughs> um, maybe maybe a relation. Yeah, maybe maybe a little, little maybe, bastardization maybe at some point. Yeah. yeah. Um, later in the mid 1800s, in an analysis of the incident in the Romance of Natural History, uh, naturalist Philip Henry Goss says that the usual claim of sailors mistaking manatees for mermaids won't work here. Hmm. He said, and I quote, whatever explanation may be attempted of this apparition, the ordinary resource of seals and walrus will not avail here. Seals and walruses must have been as familiar to these polar mariners as cow or as cows to a milkmaid. Unless the whole story was a concocted lie between the two men, reasonless and object or objectless, and the worthy old navigator doubtless knew the character of his men, they must have seen some form of being as yet unrecognized. Huh. Yeah. So he said, yeah, it might have actually been a mermaid. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. How strange. So didn't they consider, because I know you, we've talked about before that manatees were originally a cryptid. Were no, they... we talked about how um, platypuses were originally. Oh, that's right. Cryptid. Platypuses, because they're so strange. Yes. Well, are, were manatees mermaids at some point? Th that is a very common... Um, they're so cute. That, they're that sea cows. A, yeah. They're not endangered anymore. I know. They're but, one um, of my favorites. They've always been one of my favorites. They're cute. But um, yeah, that is... that is a common um, explanation for mermaids. Mm. And we'll get into that okay. later. Um, next sighting comes from 1890 in the Orkney Islands of Scotland. Um, probably the most famous mermaid sightings in Orkney took place over a few summers around 1890. At this time, there were a series of sightings of a creature that came to be known as the Deerness Mermaid. A regular visitor to Newark Bay in Deerness, the mermaid went on to achieve considerable fame, with hundreds of eyewitnesses swearing to the validity of their encounters. From documented reports, it appears the mermaid stayed some distance from the shore, so exact details are vague. But one account does provide a good description of a sighting, and as you will see, it was a far cry from the archetypal storybook mermaid. Uh, a quote said, it's about six to seven feet in length, has a little black head with neck, a snow-white body, and two arms, and in swimming, it just appears like a human being. At times, it will appear to be siding on a sunken rock and will wave and work its hands. Hmm. Weird sounding. With a tiny, tiny head. Tiny little and black, black head. head. And black hair. No, or, no, no. Black just, head. Tiny, just a tiny black head. And then a white body. With a white body and weird and, waving and arms. arms. And it just swims like a person. How weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't hmm. know. Uh, next sighting comes from September 13th, 1913, and it comes from um, the Orcadian, which I think is like a magazine. I don't remember. Magazine or a newspaper. 1913. Probably a newspaper. Mm -hmm. um, another mermaid encounter was reported in, the 19, or in 1913 and detailed multiple sightings of a mermaid in the deep waters off the southeastern coast of Hoi. Ralph Taylor and crew, when visiting their lobster creels the other day, saw a strange creature which looked like a mermaid close by the foot of the old man. It rose out of the water to the height of three feet and looked like a lady with a shawl round her shoulders and streaming down her face. This is the third occasion it has been seen at close range by them. The oldest people have never seen anything like it before and wonder what it can be. Some <laughs> think it must be the Dearness Mermaid on tour. They went and asked the old people, you know what this is? Nope. Nope. I mean, can you imagine asking old people what right. things are now? And they'd be like, no. I'm like, okay, well, duh. <laughs> <Ugh>. Sorry. <laughs> Boomers. God bless them. God bless them. <laughs> Love you, mom. Love you, mom and dad. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, next sighting comes from the K Islands in Indonesia in 1943. A Japanese soldier had set up a surveillance team or Japanese soldiers had set up a surveillance team during their time there. Several members, uh, this was during the war. Um, during their time there, several members of the surveillance team reported seeing a small humanoid figure in the water with spines on its neck and head and a mouth like a carp. It's a big gaping mouth. Weird. Um, a, th- a thick mouth. Thick mouth. <laughs> thick face. Thick, thick mouth. Face, thick mouth. Uh, the mermaid figure was often seen playing in lagoons and near the beach shores of the K Islands. The Japanese soldiers were bewildered by what they were seeing, but after speaking to the natives, they learned that the mystical mermaid-like creature was actually a known entity called the Orang Ikan, or human fish. Oh. As sightings continued, a sergeant with the group, Mr. Taro Horiba, was invited by the indigenous people of the island to see what they had caught in their fishing nets. Upon arrival at the village, he entered the chieftain's home to find one of these creatures splayed out on the floor. Hmm. Horiba described a small body with red-brown hair, spines along the neck, a humanoid face with a lipless, fish-like mouth full of sharp needle teeth. Mr. Horiba was confused and shocked by what he saw and urged zoologists to investigate after the war. No one believed any of his stories, however, of the mermaids of the K Islands. Hmm. Um, Now we're going to Scotland in 1947. Why did I jump back? Because the next sighting is in 1697. That's got to be 1967, and I just typoed it Hmm. because I'm... How interesting, though, that that the same kind of cryptid shows up in so many different cultures yeah. from around the world i mean we were already starting to like use our trade ships everywhere yeah. so our stories were starting to get exchanged at every port but, i mean these stories go back yeah millennia well, i mean i mean even yeah further than that yeah. it's it's things like this cryptids like this um and we'll i mean we'll get into other ones as well um that that have such a broad history in so many cultures from back before cultures were merging that makes you wonder if maybe at some point these sort of things did exist. Yeah. You know, because it's like, it it doesn't make sense for such diverse cultures from different corners of the world would have such similar stories. Yeah, exactly. Before they'd even come into contact with each other. How weird. You know, well, I mean, vampires are, are, vampires are the same thing. Yeah. They, they exist in every culture. Yeah. Yeah. Or in some form. Yeah. In some way, shape or form. It's a way to explain something we don't understand. Like, especially like when I talked about vampires and the, you know, and consumption and the sanguineous, you know, vampires drink blood, then they didn't call them vampires, but there was a version of them. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's, but yeah, so mermaids is one of those cryptids that just spans multicultures. Interesting. So next one comes from 1947, also in Scotland. Um, an old fisherman in Scotland reported that he had seen a mermaid in the sea about 20 yards from the shore, sitting combing her hair on a floating herring box used to preserve live lobsters. According to Sir Sir Arthur Wow, W-A-U-G-H, Woff? Sir Arthur Woff. Hmm. It's Scottish. I don't know. Yeah, could be In wow. the folklore of the merfolk. Uh, unfortunately, as soon as she looked round, she realized that she had been seen and plunged into the sea, he writes. Mm. But no questioning, says Mr. McLean. You could uh, could shake the old fisherman, or no questioning could shake the old fisherman's conviction. He was adamant that he had seen a mermaid, so no one ever knows. Mm. I'm assuming, okay, this next sighting, I wrote down that it was 1697, but since I go in chronological order, I'm assuming I meant to type 1967. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wrote it wrong. This one's from British Columbia. Okay. Um, a mermaid was spotted 
lounging on the shore of Maine Island um, in British Columbia. Ferry riders that evening saw a blonde woman sitting on the beach shore. She was topless, had long blonde hair, and the tail of a porpoise. Some witnesses became very upset as they believed they saw the mermaid eating a salmon raw on the beach that day. Oi. Just biting into a fish. Yeah, get in uh, there. After the sighting, uh, er, after the sighting by the ferry passengers, the mermaid was seen one more time the following week. As the locals got swept up by the spotting of this mysterious mermaid, the town locals began to seek any information relating to her. The town newspaper, the colonists, put up a twenty-five thousand dollar reward for the mermaid. Wow! Uh, arrangements were even made for the mermaid to have room and board once she was found and successfully acclimated into the town setting. So they got really behind it. Wow. She is going to be basically a tourist attraction, and we are going to make sure that she's comfortable. Here's your tank, lady. Yep. Here's your comfortable tank. We're going to make sure that you're fed, but you're going to be our tourist attraction. Wow. Um, I think it's this next one that I actually have a picture, Mm. like an actual photo. Ooh. Right? Um, I think so. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, Um, this one comes from Kaiwi Point in Hawaii, April 12th, 1998. Hmm. Um. It starts, okay, this one, is it all quotes? Mostly quotes. So it's a story. I'll just read it. Stop introducing it, Sammy, and just read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd heard about her before, says Liker, who operates Jack's Diving Locker. Most of us are out in the waters regularly, have heard stories. But I'd never seen her until that morning. We were on our way out to the point when a school of dolphins started following the boat, playing in our wake. Suddenly, one of the men on the port side starts yelling and pointing. I couldn't believe what I saw. There, not 10 feet from the bow, was what looked like a nude woman. She had long flowing hair and one of the most beautiful faces I've ever seen. But there's no way a human being could be swimming so fast. She was keeping up with the dolphins. Whoa. Right? Uh, Then she leapt into the air and my heart almost gave out on me. The entire lower half of her was covered with scales and tapered back into a huge fishtail. Whoa. She jumped once more, then disappeared under the surface. All 10 people on the boat witnessed the bizarre incident, but there was another incredible surprise still ahead. About an hour later, we arrived at the point and we were diving. I was photographing some colorful fish with my underwater camera. Suddenly, I felt something brush against my leg. She shot by me like a streak of lightning, then turned and came back past me, swimming the other way. I just aimed the camera and started snapping pictures. I kept shooting as she broke for the surface and swam away. The Weekly World News, which is one of my favorite old, like, 90s tabloids, mm-hmm. um, had Liker's picture analyzed by three noted photography labs. All three say the photos are genuine and have not been tampered with. Whoa. Do, 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 do. I can't wait to see. It's really cool looking. <gasps> Whoa. It's from, like, it, it's from the bottom looking up at, like, yeah. a mermaid swimming over the top of you. Holy cow. Though, to be fair... As somebody who has auditioned to be a live mermaid at the dive bar in Sacramento, that just looks like somebody in one of those really it nice silicone tails. kind of does. And, you know, I was just going to say, I was thinking about what if mermaids are we real and they find out we do that, mm. what do you think they'd think? It's cultural appropriation. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Species appropriation? Like... Uh, yeah, I'd say they're a culture, not a species. Because they're, pro- they're usually portrayed as sentient, so I would say they're a culture, not a species. But they're half... Like their genetic makeup would be. I mean, I guess we're technically humanity is a species, yeah. But they have a culture because they're sentient. So I, I would say hmm. it's more cultural appropriation. Interesting. Um, it I get, it could probably can be considered kind of like a mermaid equivalent of blackface. 
Yeah, I guess technically. Yeah. Yeah. Fish, weird. Fish, fish facing. Weird. Fish. fish weird. 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 <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think this is the most. No, I've got another one after this. Okay. So this one comes from Surbrock, South Africa, January 5th, 2008. Hmm. Um, Surbrock resident Dan- Daniel Cupido said he and a group of friends were relaxing after enjoying a poiki brai, which is kind of like a hot pot sort of meal. Okay. Uh, I had to ask one of my friends from <laughs> South Africa what that was. What is this? Um, so shout out to Brandon. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Brandon. Um, at the camping site next to the river, when at about 11.30 p.m. on January 5th, he heard something that sounded like someone bashing on a wall. Suspecting vandals, Cupido said he walked toward the sound coming from the nearby low water bridge. At the bridge, he said he saw a figure like that of a white woman with long black hair thrashing about in the water. Thinking to save her, he waded toward her, but said he stopped in his tracks when he noticed a reddish shine in her eyes. He said it sent shivers down his spine. He called for his child, Deirdrean, 13, and his nephew, Werner, uh, 11, to help him. Deirdrean, Werner, assist me! They sound... I like the name Deirdrean. Deirdrean. Or Daedrian. Daedrian. D-E-I-D-R-I-A-N. Daedrian? Daedrian? Daedrian. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Yeah, Daedrian. Daedrian? Daedrian. I like it. Um, Cupido claimed the creature was hypnotic. Uh, He then called some of his friends to come and take a look as well. His friend Martin said he saw what was definitely a female figure swimming first on one side of the low water bridge, then on the other, and then standing on the bridge before diving back into the water. So mm. it was standing, I guess. Um, Olkers, or well, let's see, because that was Martin's last name. Martin said all the while the figure was making the strangest sound, like a woman crying. Martin's mother, Dinah, who was also there, said the figure sounded so sorrowful that, quote, my heart could take it no more. Mm. Her husband, Martinus, so Martin's father, Martinus, hmm, said they identified the figure as the legendary Kaiman, a creature their parents had warned them about, but they never believed existed. The Kaiman was described as a half-human, half-fish creature that lived in the deep pools in the river. It is white in color and has long black hair and red eyes. Uh, Dinah said the creature had an eerie silver-white glow to it. Mm. Um, okay, I guess I had more. Oh, God, I've got more sightings than I thought. <laughs> wow, Sam. Okay. Um, this one comes from Kiryat Yam in Israel in 2009. Um, mermaid fever swept through the Israeli town of Kiryat Yam as a mermaid was making appearances at dusk, often performing tricks for locals and tourists alike. Very. Oh, she knew how to make some money. Yep. She knew. She just wanted to get attention. Yeah. People in the town were claiming to see a being that was part young woman and part fish. The first local to have seen the mermaid claims that she was sunbathing. And as he and his friends approached her, she bounded from the sand and disappeared into the waves. They were all shocked to discover that the sunbathing woman had no legs but a tail instead. Hmm. This one sighting was not an isolated event, however. As word spread about the mermaid, hundreds of people came forward claiming they had seen the Kiryat Yam mermaid. Um, the mermaid became her, has become so popular that the town council has offered a $1 million reward for any evidence that this mysterious creature exists. So far, only passing glances have been noted, and no one is a million dollars richer. Council spokesman Nati Zilberman told Sky News, quote, Many people are telling us they are sure they've seen a mermaid, and they are 
all independent of each other. People say it is half girl, half fish, jumping like a dolphin. It does all kinds of tricks, then disappears. Wow. Um, in two, okay, next sighting. In 2012, construction crews in Zimbabwe were scared away from their work on the Gokwe and Osborne dams by an irate mermaid. Referred to as the Mamba Muntu by the locals, the mermaids were harassing workers as they attempted to complete construction on the dams. The local workers raised in an area of folklore and myth believed the appearance of the Mamba Muntu to be a bad omen and refused to finish construction on the bit. Refused to finish construction on the bridge. Wow. The local council, in an attempt to pursue the continued construction of the dams, hired white workers to finish the job. So not locals. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Um, This was an attempt to hire persons not engulfed in the legend and and the popularity of the Mamba Muntu sightings. Hmm. However, these workers also fled the construction site and they vowed never to return due to the rage and harassment of the Zimbabwe river mermaid. Whoa. Yeah. So these completely unrelated white workers were like contractors were contracted in to build dams in Zimbabwe. And they're like, no. And they were like, no, there's a angry mermaid. My gosh. Wow. So in an attempt to placate the irate mermaids, local council members and chieftains decided to perform ritual rites and cleansings to allow for further developments of the dam. Wow. Did it work? Did they finish I, it? I have no huh. idea. That was the last I'd heard. Huh. Last sighting that I have comes from January 30th, 2014. Mm, so just years like ago. five years mm-hmm. ago. Really, really recent. Uh, This was the most recent one that I could find. Um, A skeleton of what appears to be an aquatic humanoid or the legendary mermaid was allegedly discovered by a crew of fishermen whose ship sailed on the east coast of South Island in New Zealand after a storm. Uh, The seven fishermen from Papua New Guinea uh, thought they found a female corpse in the coastal sands and assumed it to be the remains of a crime victim or someone who died by accident. The fishermen contacted the New Zealand Coast Guard to alert the authorities. The Coast Guard sought the help of federal police since they thought they were dealing with a dead body. After the authorities cleared the sand, it was obvious the skeletal remains did not belong to a human being. New Zealand Zealand Police Public Relations Officer Bernard Jenkins said they were not exactly certain what they were dealing with, but they have sought assistance from forensic and anthropological experts from the University of Auckland to identify the skeletal remains. Weird. And that's the last I've heard of that one, too. But even, like, the cops didn't know if this was a person. Ooh. Right? How creepy is that? So... Now we're getting into, but I have an extra section here that's, because mm. usually I go right from yeah. sightings into explanations, mm-hmm. but I've got an extra section here for famous hoaxes. Oh. So, um, there's only two sections, or there's only two famous hoaxes, um, or two two subsections of the famous hoaxes. One of them is, they're called Jenny Hanover's, which are from the 1500s. Um, due to their vaguely anthropomorphic shape, dried skates, which is a kind of form of manta ray, mm-hmm. um, have long been described as mermaids. Often their appearance is deliberately modified to make them look more human. In Europe, dried skates, sometimes called devilfish, were displayed as mermaids, angels, demons, or basilisks. Hmm. In Britain, they are known as Jenny Hanover's, perhaps in reference to Antwerp, where they were made by sailors. So I've got actual pictures of uh, Jenny Hanover. 
This is a an actual picture of one. Oh, I've seen those before. They're like they look like um um kind of like predators with like a cape, mm. but they're tiny and they got like little legs. Yeah, yeah. that's very strange. So those have been um, How big are they though? They vary in size from huh. like a couple like inches to like, you know, Cuz that one looks kind of small, but yeah. yeah. Wow. But yeah. Um so that's one of them. Um the second kind of hoax is definitely uh Definitely more popular, and this one you've probably heard of. This one comes from 1842, and it is known as the Fiji Mermaid. Oh. This one um, was made popular by Phineas Barnum, a.k.a. P.T. Barnum. Oh. Yes, folks, that is the person from um, The Greatest Showman. Yeah, circus. Um, P.T. Barnum got connected with what was said to be a mermaid who had been caught near the Fiji Islands in the South Pacific. American sea captain Samuel Barrett or Barrett Edges brought Barnum or bought Barnum's mermaid from Japanese sailors in 1822. He purchased it for $6,000. Wow. Not having sufficient funds, uh, Eads borrowed the capital from the ship's expense account. It was displayed in London in 1822. Before agreeing to exhibit the Fiji mermaid, Barnum had a naturalist examine it. The naturalist, noting the teeth and fins of the creature, could not conceive how it could how it would have been manufactured, but not believing in mermaids would not attest to the artifact's authenticity. Despite the naturalist's doubts, Barnum believed that the relic would draw public to the museum. In 1860s, Barnum's museum caught fire multiple times. During one of those fires, the original exhibit was supposedly lost. However, the Fiji mermaid concept was so popularized by Barnum, it has since been copied many times in other attractions. And what a Fiji mermaid is, is it is a taxidermied, like, lower half of a fish uh, sewn to the upper half of a monkey. Ah. Or a tiny monkey. So this weird. is this is an artist depiction of the original Fiji mermaid. Ooh, ooh, weird, ooh, weird, 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 creepy weird. Looking, right? Ooh, that's very creepy. This is an actual museum oh. um, display Fiji mermaid. Ooh. Oh, oh. So they took Whoa. like they take like a mummified monkey body, yeah. or like upper torso, and sew it to a a the bottom of a fish, and like. It's very common taxidermy practice, that especially over in Asia. Bizarre, right? That is absolutely Isn't that creepy bizarre. Looking? And I mean, I could see though if that's what you saw in if a. If it's well taxidermy, yeah. I could see people believing it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, okay, so now we're going to get into the explanations of what these of what mermaids could be. Um, one explanation is that it is a manatee. Um, let me see which one is the manatee picture because I've got two pictures that I need to show you. Okay, so one of them is that it could be a manatee. Manatee. Which, you know, could also explain why, you know, that um, See, yeah. Christopher Columbus or Henry Hudson said mm. that it had manly faces. Yeah. Because they, they're pretty. Mm, yeah, they are. Um, another is that it's a dugong, which is a in the same family Kinda as manatees. Similar. Mm-hmm. Um, though manatees have a rounded tail where dugongs actually have that kind of classic mermaid That's tail. That's true. That's true. It does. So, oh. and they're a lot, like, skinnier and more slenderer. Um Manatees are definitely mm-hmm. more portly. I could see too if they like when the description with the black head and the the arms, like, yeah. if they were, uh, and if it had like a sea net yeah. attached to its head, that would could look like a mermaid to me. Yep. Sure, or even seaweed. Yeah, you know. Um, and then the last explanation in it is that it is a a case of sirenomelia, which was 
it's also called the mermaid syndrome, which is a deformity in like human babies where the legs are oh, stuck, like conjoined. Are fused. And they, yeah. And they aren't like separated. Now, most babies don't live long with that, or if they do, they actually surgically separate the legs, but most of the time they're underformed, yeah. um, you know, and it's it's a deformity. But I do have two pictures of, um, like, preserved, one of them is, like, preserved in formaldehyde oh, wow. dead babies with, like, wow. siren Amelia. So Ooh. I'm... If and when I post these, I might post, like, a trigger warning for yeah. these because it is that's a dead baby. A, that's what we... <clears throat> Oh, oh. But you can ooh. see how it's got like the legs that are conjoined. Yeah, that's very, very strange. I yeah. can see, and I can see why they wouldn't obviously live very uh, long, yeah, unfortunately. But yeah. wow. Because, like I said, the legs aren't, it's not like they have feet. The, the legs are not for, fully that's formed. Quite the a condition. bones aren't fully formed. Wow. Um, hang on, I have one other picture of this. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But yeah, this was actually, like I said, it was. it's called Sireno, Sirenomalia. Or the mermaid um, deformity, and it was named after mermaids, obviously. Interesting. But um, it's super interesting and yeah. really creepy looking. Yeah, um, it's funny. You you were actually reminded me there was a story a couple of years ago of a woman who just showed up in the middle of the kind of the Death Valley area of okay. California, middle of nowhere. There's no water out there. There right. are no lakes nearby. Mm -hmm. There was like she's in the middle of the highway. Soaking wet, claiming she was a mermaid. Like somebody happened to pick her up. Huh. Soaking wet, and there's no water anywhere near her. Weird. And she claimed she was a mermaid, and they're like, "Can we help you?" And they like took her to the hospital. I don't remember the follow up to it, but I'll I'll update us the next uh, uh, episode. I'll make a note. When weird but stuff happens like that. Like, very like, strange. Um, while I was doing the research for this, I found some article about like a whale body being found in like the middle of the woods. Weird. Nobody knows how it got there. Oh yeah, well actually that one I do. It was in uh in uh that happened recently in the Amazon. Yeah. Uh and down in I believe it was near Brazil mm -hmm. too. Um but it was actually near the delta and like in that area mm -hmm. the tide came up and the oh, carcass of a a young whale calf kind of got through the the trees and they think that uh, other predators dragged it in further and then the tide went out and then it was like what the hell is a whale doing in the middle of the amazon gotcha. see because like before so, they'd figured it out i'd heard like there were like, it was too far in and, well and there were thoughts that it might have been like brought in by like a water spout which is like oh, a tornado yep, over the yep, water that, and that's that could have been a, uh, so, likely too and stuff but, um, but yeah uh i think they figured out that the tide had come in really gotcha. really super far interesting but yeah but oh my gosh mermaids mermaids are super cool that's I, a I, you know very interesting take of mermaids yeah too. And, yeah and like i said just you know, it's one of those creatures that is a mythological creature, but it's also, it skirts that line of cryptid as well. You know, so it's like there are actual sightings of mermaids. You know, it's not like one of those mythological creatures like, you know, a Pegasus or something that has literally never existed or been seen. You know how I love that, you know, something like a mermaid is... Oh you know, impossible or, you know, a horse with a horn in the middle of its head, like a unicorn is impossible, but, but giraffes giraffe not, are yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so, anyway. but yeah, so that's mermaids. That's, that's my cryptid for, for the week. Yeah. Um, that's very cool. I like it. And I, like I said, a very different take on, you know, cause you, you approach it with more of the cryptid. I've, cause I've heard other, uh, like pods cover it as the, the mythological, as mythological creature. creature. And that's very interesting. Yeah. But I, I bet that one picture really is a chick with a tail. Like on. I said, that one, it just looks too perfectly staged yeah. to not be fake. Very much so. Very much so. You know, 
I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's real. Maybe yeah, it's real. Could be. But I mean, to me, like I said, as somebody who has auditioned to be a live merman, it looks it like it looks like it exactly. Fake exactly it looks like a performer yeah but all so. right well thank you guys for listening thank it's you for been a sticking long one. we know this is a long one it's like coming up on like an hour and a half that's all right we cut up <laughs> we cut a whole bunch out of it anyway but, um, thank you so much for listening we appreciate you guys so so much yeah um, thank you so much and don't forget to head over to our patreon and our website and that's www.conspiraciesencrypteds.com if you guys want access to any of our scripts uh go over and uh hit up our uh, patreon www.patreon.com slash cryptopod yeah yeah. We, you know, we just want to thank you guys for, you know, letting us, um, letting us do this, helping yeah. us do this and, and, you know, giving us people who actually like listening to us ramble for, you know, yeah. an hour and a half. Keeping <laughs> us entertained. Hopefully we're keeping you entertained. And, so, uh, so yeah, we'll see you guys in two weeks. We'll see you guys again in June. Um, once again, don't forget yeah. about the, the special yes. like contest. Yes. Um, you know, if you've forgotten, go back and listen. I'm not going to repeat. We did mention that. We'll, yeah. We'll repeat it again next episode. Next episode. So, yeah. uh, thank you guys. And don't forget. Big, Big brother, brother is, is watching. watching. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Conspiracies Encrypted with Sammy and Tessa. Don't forget to check out our website, www.conspiraciesencrypted.com, for more episodes and other information. And if you're really enjoying what we're doing, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash cryptipod. That's C-R-Y-P-T-I-P-O-D. There you can find different ways to support us and get some awesome goodies along the way. While you're at it, you can also find us on all of your favorite social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's any one of those at Cryptopod. And if you're enjoying our podcast, please think about leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Leave us five stars and a nice little blurb about why you like us. It helps us to gain some traction and find some new listeners. And while you're at it, don't forget to tell your friends, because our friends are your friends. (laughs) And don't forget, Big Big Brother Brother is watching. watching.